0: Memorial Day weekend is here, which means summer is around the corner, and we couldn't leave you waiting without a new SBI show. I am Garrett Cleverly With me, as always, is Ivis
1: Galarsep. What's cracking, man? Nothing much, Garrett. It's Memorial Day weekend, so uh, it usually means a good weekend to party and uh, you know go crazy, but for old guys like you and me, it means uh, hanging out with a significant other and enjoying some family time.
0: False. That's not true. I will be in D.C. <laughs> I will be in D.C. partying it up all weekend long. At my fiance's sister's wedding. If anyone wants to crash, seriously, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter. You're more than welcome to come to the wedding. It's on Sunday.
1: You know, you should have gave me a little more notice. I would have made my way down there. Why didn't you tell me sooner? We could have, could have, we could have did it big, man. DC, I love DC. Any excuse to go to DC is <laughs> great. But you didn't give me enough notice, man.
0: I know. I I thought I told you. Well, this is what happens yeah. if we don't do a show. We don't. We don't update each other on our personal and private lives. So.
1: Just yeah, look, just don't do this when it come, when you're when it's your wedding, okay? I want to make sure. That's make not sure true. I, have...
0: I asked you for your address the other day. We're sending invitations out in a little bit. It's it's quite exciting for all 21-year-olds listening to this show look forward to getting married. It's the greatest thing in the world.
1: The sarcasm is dripping from him. <laughs> uh, when's the date, by the way? Have you said date?
0: January 30th. What? Yes.
1: Wow, countdown is on. I oh love my it. Gosh, look what happened? A... Put it put a market I, you used know. To,
0: I used to be single and just like you know i was the, I was the life of this show and, and what happened man what i feel happened? like we you know
1: it's funny because i feel like the no the, our, the first episode of spi show was not on the 30th of january but it was in january so yeah it was. it was like maybe two weeks earlier so maybe, maybe we can uh, there's no way we're gonna get the 300 episodes by then at our rate since we're doing one a month at this point <laughs> but uh we, we definitely we're gonna have to do a, some some kind of special show before uh before you, you go into hiding of course let's stop
0: it <laughs> and number two <laughs>
1: you'll be out here so we'll actually get to do a show
0: in person so th- there we go we have that to look forward to
1: love it i yeah. will be there i will be in arizona
0: in yeah. january awesome uh well, I just as we just said lots for us to talk about we haven't had a show in about a week and a half
1: wait a minute are you telling me you're not gonna tell the people what happened to you and why it is we ended up having as long a, uh, a, a delay in our shows as we ended up having? You're not going to tell the story? Oh, um,
0: so on Monday, I'm playing on a new co-ed team. It's quite exciting. There was a ball played into the box. I went for it. Goalkeeper was like 6'5". I went high, and he hit me in the face. He missed the ball and punched me in the face. It was outstanding.
1: Is there footage of this? No, is there's there no footage. footage. It hurt. <laughs> and and is he real? Was he really six five? He, he was huge. Pri- I don't know.
0: Pri- I mean, like dude, five, I'm like I, yeah, okay, but I'm five. I'm five, five I'm six, three. So anyone you know at least a couple inches bigger than me is you know, at least him into six Matt five. Daniel yeah.
1: and he's probably more like uh, you know John Bush. He
0: came like out running. I mean, dude, what what goalkeeper in a in a, in a rec league comes running off his one. line? I mean, Every, who does that? goalkeeper
1: everywhere runs out like a maniac. Doesn't matter. This guy doesn't know the rules. Why are you in the box trying to win a header? You're five two what
0: are you trying to do i i i don't know man i I'll go, I'll always go in the box let, it let, happens lesson learned yes lesson learned. Lesson learned. definitely
1: lesson learned <laughs> it hurt. You're, you're not a kid
0: anymore i'm i know man i know we talk about that all the time all right ivis we've talked enough about our personal <laughs> lives enough we can say this for the end of the show when we talk about it more it's co- it's so hey, much to see, talk about when
1: you get punched in the face we have to talk about it yeah i know that's true it's I, know. The comedy value.
0: It's <laughs> I appreciate that um well, Ivis, let's dive quickly into everything that we need to talk about. Uh, biggest news right now is Josie Altador. He's going to be out four to five weeks. This is now going to be a big loss for Toronto FC, also for the U.S. men's national team. Um, and it's just been unfortunate once again for Josie Altador to get injured at a crucial time when the national team is going to need him and Toronto FC needs him as well.
1: It was definitely a tough blow for Toronto. Uh, the timing is a little unfortunate for the U.S., uh, it it's not as bad as the last big hamstring injury he had, which obviously took place in the first half of the U.S. game against Ghana in the World Cup. And that was obviously a disastrous injury for the U.S. because, uh, you know, he was their starting forward. Klins- uh, Jurgen Klinsmann didn't really really have an al- alternative since Aaron Johansson was was also injured. Uh, so actually, the timing is it, it, the timing could be worse uh, this time around. Actually, if anything, it should give uh, other people a chance now to show what they can do in these upcoming friendlies uh, against the Netherlands and Germany. Uh, Klinsmann is going to have to figure out who he wants to play, and funny enough, Aaron Johansson might be that guy. Uh, given the fact that he is on fire right now, I think he had four goals. I think it's four goals and two assists. In his last four games of the season, uh, to help AZ uh, secure an automatic place in the in Europa League, so he's on form. Uh, you Juan Agudelo who's starting to score score goals, and obviously he showed he had the nice goal against Mexico in April. Uh, so you know there's a couple of options to, there there for Klinsman to, to choose from, but it's definitely a big blow, tough blow, and it's crazy to think about this. Um, the U.S. has not played. Their full strength, quote unquote, their full strength team. When I and when I say full strength team, they have not had Josie Altador, Clint Dempsey, Michael Bradley, um, Bedoya, Fabian Johnson, uh, and Jermaine Jones together in a starting lineup since the Ghana game, since the World Cup game when they started that game. They have not had those guys together, um, and it's always it's always been it's always been something. Whether it's Altador injured, where it's Dempsey missing out, Bradley. Uh, They've just been missing people all along the way, and Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately for them, it happened again, and now they're going to have to wait even longer to have the potential full-strength U.S. team. Well, uh, more importantly right now, this injury
0: currently right now is affecting Toronto FC, U.S. men's national team. Those games are coming up here in a little bit. But when you look at Toronto, you have Luke Moore as an option, plays completely different than Jose Outdoor. Will Toronto FC be fine over the next month, month and a half with Luke Moore or whoever else they go
1: with up top? I think they can be. I mean, I think they have other issues uh, that they need to address. I mean, I think they need, you know, they need their midfield to play better. They definitely need their defense to play better. Um, they're going to miss Altador. I mean, I think no question about that. But if the rest of the team plays up to their ability, I think they'll still be able to win games even even with Altador out this this next month. Uh, I thought they showed well, you know, in New England to get a point out uh, out of New England without Altador for much of that game. I, mean, I thought that was that was an impressive result for them. So we'll see. We'll see what they can do. Again, so again, we're all waiting for Toronto to turn it on, to push the button. They still have Bradley. They still have Jovinko. They still have quality there. their uh, They've got players. So let's not act like Altador. all of a sudden his injury makes them a, a, a cellar dweller. They should still be able to win games. Let's see if Greg Vanning can get the job done um
0: when you look at the u.s schedule after the netherlands and germany you have guatemala july 3rd honduras july 7th what percentage do you give that josey will be in playing july 7th in that first gold cup game
1: well that's the question right i mean it's one thing that to, to you know recover in terms of the 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 injury but then fitness is you have to get your fitness back. exactly and, and he's not going to have that uh you know best i mean if he has to miss those four to five weeks that puts him right to the the end of June and and right before the start of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Something that should be remembered is uh, with the Gold Cup, um, uh, teams can 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 bring in players after the group stage. So that's an option for Klinsman. He could let Altidore play, uh, return to Toronto FC, miss the group stage, uh, get a game or two uh, with Toronto, and then have him come in for the knockout rounds. I mean, that's something that that I think probably makes more sense because you know, do you, do you want to bring him in? In the group stage, when you're probably not going to start them, um, you know, do you want to risk that? So we'll, we'll see what happens there. But I, I do like the fact that it's they're they're going to they're going to be some opportunities here for something mm-hmm. from other, some some other guys, whether it's Johansson, whether it's Agudelo, whether it's Charlie Davies, a guy who I think more and more people are starting to to buy into the possibility that or, or the idea that that he he can uh, that he's earned a look and that he's playing well enough uh, to merit a look. I think those are the guys that for me. Make the most sense. I mean, I know U.S. fans, most U.S. fans don't want to hear anything about a Chris Wadalowski, Uh can't blame him on that front. Uh, you know, a kid like Jordan Morris, he is not the same player. He's not – you're not going to play him as a target striker, so he's not really an option. He's he's young and he's raw. You don't need to rush him uh, at this point. He, he, well, you can bring him well, along. But
0: the other thing, is, it's not the target forward – I mean, the other thing with Josie Altador, he brings to the U.S. and to Toronto, is he moves around. I mean, he'll he'll drop down, he'll play to the wings, he'll play out wide, he'll play in the middle. I mean, finding someone who can replace that Ives that can that can you know, you're not looking exactly what Josie can do, but you got to find someone who can kind of give you the opportunities that Josie gives because he's very good off the ball. I think a lot of people don't give him credit for that, especially when. He went on that drought where he wasn't scoring goals. People were so critical, but he was doing other things to help his teammates become better players. I think that's kind of what you're looking for: who can kind of do what Josie does and make the players around him better players.
1: Well, I think I think Johansson can do that. I mean, I know uh, with Azed, he's played as the target as the target striker in a four two three one. He's also played in that top striker role in a four three three. So he he you know he, he's kind of in comfortable with that that position if you choose to play one forward or if you choose to play 4 uh, 4 with him and Clint dempsey that can work as well agudelo i think he's not quite a, a pure hold up forward but he's pretty mobile and charlie davies is a guy who moves around really well i think he he's a guy who can lead the line uh i really like the idea of him getting a chance now will he will he get a chance that remains to be seen but there are the, the ultimately the point is there are options and i'm excited to see what they do against some really tough competition Man,
0: charlie davies if you if you told me two months ago that Josie would get injured and charlie's davies davies name would be thrown getting thrown around as a possible name i, I would have thought you're crazy ivis
1: well you know what i tell you what davies at the end of last year you know, obviously, last year he still he still had his issues injury wise. But by the end of the year, the guy was on fire. Let's not forget, in the playoffs, he was lighting it up. And now he's carried that over into this part of the season. He's doing really well. And does it mean Clemson's going to give him a look? Not necessarily. But I think I don't think he's it's in crazy the discussion. To have his that's name. the same. Yeah, thing. He's I don't think it, yeah, exactly. I don't think it's crazy to have his name in the conversation. I think I think if you if you took a poll of U.S. fans, I think most of them obviously want to see Johansson. And I think a lot of them want to see Agadello just because he does bring that something mm-hmm. special, that something unique uh, to the position. And now he's starting to score some goals. He's got a, a couple of goals in the last few games. Of course, after I remove him from my fantasy team, he starts to score goals, which is kind of the kiss to death, obviously. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he he's a uh, – hey, let's see a johansson Agadello tandem. Let's see what those guys could do together. I think that'd be pretty interesting. Yeah, man, that would be pretty interesting. Um
0: well Ivis as one player goes down, another player is coming back. Mike McGee uh is returning back to the Chicago Fire. He looks like he'll be playing May thirtieth. That is the target date for him. And for the Chicago Fire, Ivis, they need Mike McGee bad back. Nine goals in ten matches. Their forwards are not getting it done. Um is Mike McGee going to be the answer to get the Chicago Fire offense going again? I don't know, but having him come back, this is big news for the Chicago Fire.
1: Obviously, it's huge. I mean, you're talking about a former, you know, MVP two years ago. Uh, you know, he's gonna be, he's gonna give them something special, uh, add to that attack that they're missing right now. Uh, so, does that mean all of a sudden that now they're a playoff team? They're going to be a top five team, top four team in the East? I, I don't know if I go that far. But I think it's gonna. I think it is gonna help them definitely score some goals because their 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 offense is a bit in, has been a bit inconsistent. Although with the pieces that they have, when you're talking about David Akam, Sean Maloney, Harris Harry, Harry Ship, uh, with those pieces you put a you put a McGee in there, and and, and I really like their chances to start scoring some goals. And just a couple days ago, LAFC unveiled its $250
0: million stadium that is located just south of downtown, right next to the LA Coliseum. The stadium looks awesome. Most of it is going to be privately funded. If all this goes to plan, Ivis, it's going to be great for LAFC. But as you and I always say, we'll believe it when shovels are in the ground.
1: I believe it when they open the door to the place like <laughs> even I mean, even uh, that no, far i mean you got to give yeah. them shovels come on give them shovels Ibis. i've seen shovels i've seen shovels not mean anything you know or i've seen shovels <laughs> hey you know i can think of uh the project at rio tinto uh from when they first put shovels into when it happened that's same true. Thing with same thing with uh with harrison uh where red bull arena ended up wine ended up being uh they had shovels in well before they ever got around to building it uh but but you know getting aside i mean i i I think at this point it'll happen. I mean, I think the money is there. The ownership group has the money. I mean, they have, I feel like they have 250 owners. So I think you get a million each from me from all the owners they have. L- L- LFC has, and they'll be okay, but it'll be huge to have a, a presence in the city itself for anyone who's never been out there and to watch the galaxy or anything. The galaxy, they play South of LA. They play in Carson. It's a bit of a drive from, from, uh, you know, the heart of LA, um, And you know, even with that, LA's the Galaxy has done a great job of 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 getting a foothold in that market. Obviously, success helps, and winning championships helps. um, But being in the heart of LA is going to be huge for LAFC and what they what they want to try to do. And you know, if you're going to spend that kind of money on a stadium, it tells me they're definitely not going to be shy about spending money on their roster, on star players, on (coughs) Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, That's not going to happen. Stop I, it. I, you listen, man. i tell you what. Give me some odds, and I would put some money down on Cristiano Ronaldo in 2018 um, coming to MLS. And LAFC would be the perfect fit, man. He's He loves LA. He's in LA every summer. Uh, he does his thing. Man. And he's single now, too. Forget about it. No, he'll be in LA this summer. Don't you bet. Oh, my God. Um, did you say that?
0: Forget it. The way you said forget about it was... <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do you want from him? I don't know. That was a very Jersey thing. <laughs> that was, hey, look. What, what do you want from him? <laughs> no, that's a, yeah, that was my ode to Donnie Brasco. But uh, no, you know what? It, it It's great. It's great because you want to have a team in that market that's going to uh, thrive and, and and challenge LA. The Galaxy. The Galaxy are there. They're the champs. They have a good fan base already. Um so you're going to have to come with some heat if you're really, mm-hmm. really going to challenge the Galaxy there. And I think they, they, it, from all accounts, it seems like LAFC is pretty serious.
0: Um, yeah, no, it, they look, it looks awesome. I mean, the rendering of the stadium looks great. It's, it's, it's in a great part of LA. I mean, it's right next to USC, the Coliseum. It's, it's in a great spot. Um, the only thing, though, I, guess, I mean, what's up with these conspiracy theories? Everyone's saying that the LAFC stadium looks like the Cosmos stadium.
1: I don't know, man. I mean, you know what? At the end of the day, you get a lot of these a lot of these uh um architect architects or these companies, uh, these stadium design companies that, that that do this do do a lot of the same projects. So there could be some similarities, but I mean I I did I didn't really put them side by side uh to tell like, oh, one looks like the other exactly. But I mean there's only so many ways it's gonna cat, right? So Exactly. I mean, uh, like it's not like a
0: baseball stadium where it's gonna be different every single time.
1: Right. I mean you're trying to put a soccer stadium in the heart of a big city. I mean, there's going to be a certain kind of f- blueprint for that. So if the stadium projects look a little similar, who cares? At the end of the day, are they going to get built? I mean, let 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 the Cosmos Stadium actually become a thing before anyone starts to cry, uh, complain about, uh, you know, oh, you know, the LAFC's stadium looks like the Cosmos. The Cosmos don't have a stadium yet. <laughs> let them have, let them get a stadium first, and then they can complain. <laughs>
0: Uh, uh, I don't know why I thought that was funny, Evans. Um,
1: I don't know. I wasn't trying. Look, I wasn't trying to discuss. But I hope they get a stadium. I like, know why are you throwing shade I mean, at what, them. Man? What, no, I'm not throwing shade. I just think it's silly to like try to argue, complain about about drawings looking similar. Like, who cares? Like, you know what? Everyone just wants a stadium. Uh, who cares if a couple of drawings look alike? Yeah. Like, really? Like, come on, settle down,
0: people. Yeah. You know, what? the end product always looks much different than the rendering too. The oh, yeah, yeah. The, the rendering, rendering is sense. like it's, it's been like, edited like, and photoshopped
1: and. Not- Stadium that ever looked like the rendering uh not really i mean kc stadium eh, similar red bull arena you know what red bull arena is probably like the one building that i could think of that it looks like the renderings like the render like what the renderings were supposed to be it looks like it. it's like exact so but but other than that it's not many so yeah, we'll, exactly. see. we'll see what i just get, you know what just build the damn things if, if five years if, if however you know so let's say five years from now if if there's a stadium in, in Brooklyn or wherever for the Cosmos and a stadium in L.A. for for LAFC, no one's going to care that they look alike. They're just going to be happy that they, that they exist, and it'd be great for soccer in this mm-hmm. country if both those stadiums get built.
0: No, agree 100% on that. Ivis, this weekend is MLS Week 12, and uh, we have a great matchup on the Eastern Conference. One versus two, New England Revolution playing host to D.C. United. New England coming off that 4-2 to thrashing by Sporting Kansas City. On Wednesday, positive for them though, and a negative for DC United as DC comes in this game without Luis Silva, without Fabian Espindola, and without Nick DeLeon. Leon. I guess, uh I mean DC has the talent to 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 maybe overcome these, but on the road, losing these key players, New, New England's going to be hungry, looking to get back. Uh, so they're winning ways. I mean, maybe tough for DC this weekend.
1: Oh yeah, I think you got to go with the revs. I mean, it's gonna be. I think it'll be a good game, but I, I wouldn't put too much stock into the KC beating them. I mean, it was good, good win for KC. I don't know what I call it—a thrashing. I mean, some of those plays were a little questionable. I mean, the penalty for me on Dom, the 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 Dom Dwyer, the Jose Gonzalez penalty call, well, I thought for me was a joke. I thought it was an absolute joke. Dom Dwyer w- w- was cutting in and ready to cut, make a move to his right. And at that same time, Gonzalez has his hand up, and and the referee thought he pulled him down, and he didn't even. It, it was nothing. It was so not a penalty, and that was a, definitely a tight turning moment in that game. Uh, and let's not forget now the Reds were also sitting guys. They, they they Bobby Shuttleworth didn't start, Andrew Farrell didn't start, Till Bumbery, Charlie Davies didn't start. So I mean they you know they obviously Jay Heaps wanted to rest his guys. He didn't want to burn them out with playing all these games that they're going to be playing now with the midweek game. So mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't put too much stock into that loss. I think the women will, will bounce right back. I do want to talk about Jermaine Jones because Jermaine Jones did start in that game. And, man, he did not have a good game. And I and as soon as we watched that game, as soon as we watched that game the, the initial thought is people are going to eat this up because it's going to feed right into the idea mm-hmm. that he can't play center back and that he shouldn't play center back for the U.S., um, and you know what, I'm not going to sit here and say I agree yet, but it does make you wonder, you know, like, is, is he going to be ready? Is he going to be, and Klinsmann's not going to, uh, throw this out the window because of of one bad game on the club level. Um, I, I still think he'll get his shot in these upcoming games against the Netherlands and Germany. And those will be the true tests to tell us. Is, is uh, Jermaine Jones a really viable option as a center back this summer? And if he's not, there are other guys. There are you know, I wrote about that. I wrote about it for Gold.com on, on on Thursday. There's other options. I mean, Omar Gonzalez, uh Michael Orosco, Ventura, Ventura Alvarado, Jeff Cameron. There are other options for the right center back spot if Jermaine Jones is not ready to bring heat. And if he if he can't if 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 he's losing a step or if it just it's just not a fit for him, the positionally, uh, if you're Klinsman man, you got to see that, and and I guess we'll find out soon enough if that's gonna stick.
0: Well, and that's also unfair for people to be jumping on a player after one bad performance because a lot of guys do have bad performances, and and we have seen, especially in Major League Soccer, midweek games, teams on the road, a lot of things going wrong for you, get a bad call, like you just said, the Jose Gonzalez on Dom Dwyer. I, it's just it's a compounding issue. It's one game, you know. No, it's a, 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 it's a lot to goes everybody.
1: Into it. Omar Gonzalez has had bad games. Exactly. Matthews has had bad games. I mean, it happens now. If it becomes a trend, obviously – and I know some people would already say that it is a trend because that he, to some people he's not looked good for the U.S. at, at center back. And I, I would I would argue that I think he's looked better than he's gotten credit for at mm-hmm. center back in a lot of these games. But the real test will come in a few weeks when you play in the Netherlands, you play in Germany, two top-notch opponents uh, that are really going to test you. So if he's healthy and he's ready to go, if you're Klinsman, you've got to put him in those games to show – Not only show yourself, but to show everybody that, hey, listen, Jermaine Jones is a guy you want to have on the field when the pressure is on, when the games get bigger. Mm -hmm. And I I would just like to point out that that loss on Wednesday, that was the first regular season loss by New England since Jermaine Jones joined the Revs. So, I mean, let's be clear. The guy has been a beast for them. He actually has done really well at center back for them before that game. So let's not go throwing dirt on him just yet. Let's see how things go, especially in these next few weeks. And speaking of
0: Sporting Kansas City, they're taking on another big match this weekend on Saturday. That is the Seattle Sounders when they go on the road. Seattle, Ivis, has been getting the job done. Uh, may not have Obafemi Martins this week, but let's face it, Clint Dempsey is on a roll right now. Arguably the MVP in the league right now, if you want to name someone. But, I mean, look, Ivis, can anyone stop Clint Dempsey? Can Sporting Kansas City do it this weekend?
1: Well, it's, it's we're going to find out. I think Casey looked really good in uh, in the game against New England. I thought their their attack showed some equality. I thought their forward tandem of, of Dwyer and Namath played really well together. Uh, so so we'll see how they match up against Seattle. I mean, Seattle to to go into Vancouver and and pretty much toy with a, a, a strong Vancouver side. I thought for me really turned a lot of heads and it really it really opened your eyes and, and reminded you like, hey, this is the team. This is the team. That everyone thought was like a, was an MLS Cup favorite coming into the season. They played like it, and they did it without Aubrey Martins, which was I thought was uh, was uh, was crazy, right? I mean, you get Chad Barrett, uh, a guy who you know, while you you know, people can make fun of his his, his finishing sometimes. There's times he's finishing is atrocious, but the guy is put together when he, he when he's on. The guy can score goals. He's done it through his career in MLS. Uh, and he and if he's gonna get set set up with chances, he's gonna put them away. And right now, it looks like Seattle uh, could beat anybody. So I think this this is going to be a good test for them and a very good test for KC to tell us just how legitimate uh, Peter Ramiz's team is. I mean, to beat New England without Espinoza, Roger Espinoza, without Graham Zusi, obviously your Eiko Powers out for the year, uh, to to miss the, to be missing the players they were missing and to win the game like that. I mean, I thought that really impressed me. Um, and, again, I know I get it. New England was sitting starters, whatever. It's still an impressive win, but this is a whole other ball game. Now they're facing a Seattle team that could definitely hurt them mm-hmm. if, if they're not careful.
0: Well, and the other thing for Sporting Kansas City, too, Graham Zusi also looks like he may be coming back from, uh, from his injury. He may be playing this weekend, too. So, I mean, for Kansas City, man, lots of positives going their way right now.
1: It is, man. Dom Dwyer scoring goals now, so maybe the ma- the the marriage Dwayne, Jinx has finally kind of subsided. So, so he, uh, you know what, things are looking up there. And, and hey, look, I, I've been saying it from the beginning. I, I said it before the start of the season. I thought Casey was a team that people were were, were overlooking uh, and, and not giving and paying enough attention to. Obviously, they move out west. They're in the shadow of the Sounders and Galaxy, but they are they they're tough. And even though they've had their, you know, you lose an Opara. You've had your injuries here and there. I still think they're going to be at power this year. Uh,
0: Toronto FC is playing host to the Portland Timbers at home. This will be Toronto's second match at home in the 2015 season. Josie Outdoor is out. But positives, though, for Toronto FC, I guess, is the play of Michael Bradley, who's looked really good over the last couple of weeks. On the other hand, you have Portland. They're still struggling, I guess. They're looking for a win. This is going to be a good matchup of two teams that are desperate looking for wins this
1: weekend. It is. It is. And, uh, you know, for Portland... They obviously have Valeri back, and now they could have Will Johnson back this weekend, and I think that'd be a big addition for them. Uh, I, I, it is interesting that that he he could make his return in Canada. 10- how how interesting is that? Uh, not just that he was—it's where he broke his leg. That's true. In yeah, Toronto that's true. That's in true. Toronto. So uh, talk about coming full circle. But um, but yeah, you know, you had you got uh, Toronto having lost Josie Altuve now for a month. Or a bit more. And now you have Portland getting Will Johnson back. So I think this is going to be a great matchup. I hope Will Johnson plays. Obviously, you'd like to see him back. But you want to see the Michael Bradley uh, versus his his old friend, Will Johnson. Michael Bradley versus Valeri. Uh, I think it's going to be a great matchup. I don't know if I can call it. I mean, it's tough for Portland to go on the road. But let's not forget they went to Montreal and won in Montreal recently. So maybe they maybe they're going to start to like Canada, going to Canada to get wins because uh, they struggle to get them at home. So uh, it'd be crazy if they can get more points in Canada than they can in Portland. But um, I think it's gonna be a great game. That's a uh, it's interesting. Let's see their wins are against FC Dallas
0: and NYCFC. Mm-hmm. So NYCFC and was that, that was in yeah that was, that was in was New, New York. York, and then yeah. the Dallas game. That was in Portland, so they're even then.
1: Well, right now they have yeah they have one in they have one win in Portland, one win in, in Canada. So if they beat Toronto, they'll have two wins in Canada and, and <laughs> one win in Portland. Oh well, hey, look, it, I mean, but I, I, at this point, I, was, I mean, I, I, there's a, there's no
0: must wins because the season is so long. But I mean, both of these teams, I mean, they're, they're they need something to get going. They seem like they they can get <laughs> to third gear, but it's just <sighs> afterwards.
1: I don't know what's going on with either of these teams. I mean Toronto's a bit more of the head scratcher with Portland you could understand that they were missing two of the key cogs in the middle for the beginning of the season. Um but yeah no I agree I think that it's not a, it's not that it's a must win but it's a it's a it's a win that would greatly help both these teams considering how they've been struggling.
0: NYC FC is on the road which means Jason Kreis is going to be returning back to Real Salt Lake. I'm sure the reception will be very nice for him. But it's uh, definitely going to be a little of a uh, uh, soft spot for him, Ivis, to watch how his former team is doing against his team where he's still trying to get
1: things going with NYCFC. Honestly, I do not think Price is going to care one bit about what's going on with RSL. He has enough to worry about with NYCFC and their inability to win a game and their inability to finish regularly, uh, to finish consistently, to create chances consistently. He's got enough problems, so I, I think it'll be a nice moment. I'm sure the the crowd there will acknowledge him, and and and, and he'll appreciate that. But you know, it, this is not family reunion time. This is two teams that need results, and uh, it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a real battle. In uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's going to the the loser of this game, if the, if it doesn't end up tied, the loser of this game, you have to look at it and say, yeah, you know, the playoffs were probably a you know, a step too far. Maybe this is, a year, what? this is a year to rebuild. And I know it's only May, and then crazy things happen, but I don't know, man. Well, I for
0: real, so Lake is more important based off how good the Western Conference is this year. NYCFC can still, you know, goof around whatever they're doing and still possibly make the playoffs. In the Western Conference, I mean, you almost have to win every single game. As you look at everyone, it is so tight right now in the Western Conference.
1: No, it, it is. It's very tough. And um, I, you know, There's going to be some Only four teams don't make it So you know what If you can't finish in the top six Should you be in the playoffs But the thing is In the Western Conference I mean there's going to be At least I think one team That's going to surprise us That they don't make the playoffs And I think last year You could argue that Portland was that team This year um, It could be RSL The way uh, Unless they start to turn things around uh, And really start to look like the team that we remember them being. And, and right now we just haven't seen it from them. New York Red
0: Bulls are playing host to the Philadelphia union who last week snapped a four match losing streak. But uh, I, I, I think this is where Philadelphia will now come back to reality after their win over DC last week.
1: Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, I think the Red Bulls are are playing really well. They're playing at a, at a, at a high level. I thought, I thought to go in into Dallas and get a point. I thought they showed some real, real, real quality there. Um, so I think they will be, I think they'll win. They'll hold serve at home. And um, for Philly, I I think the win against D.C. was a really big win for them and and, and really kind of stopped the bleeding. And I think it's going to buy them a little time. Uh, I don't think anyone necessarily expects them to go into Red Bull Arena and get a win. So even if they lose this game, I, I think it's still I think the panic button has been put away for now because of that big win against D.C., um jim jim curtin has got a bit of a reprieve and 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 we'll see what they can do now we'll see if they can they they can start to turn it around uh even if they don't manage to beat the red bulls i mm-hmm. think if they can go in there and really make it respectable stand toe-to-toe with them uh and maybe get a result if they get a result it'd be amazing for them but as long as they go in there and make it a game and 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 look like a team that can challenge uh then i think that's still a that's still keeping them in the headed in a better direction than they were in a month ago when things when everything looked looked completely lost.
0: Uh, Columbus crew are on the road taking on the Chicago fire interesting Columbus uh, right now who are fourth in the Easter Conference they have not won on the road at all this season. Um, taking on Chicago great opportunity for them and it's amazing I have Chicago just a few weeks ago on a three match winning streak. things are looking good for them. I mean that seems like a distant memory at this point.
1: It's a roller coaster ride, my friend. MLS is like that. You get these teams; they, you know, one you know, one second they're looking like they can't be touched, and the next they're 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 mud again. I mean, Chicago, look at their season: three straight losses, three straight wins, and now they've gone three without a win. So, up down, up down. Um, but I could tell you what, man, Columbus. They're a little. Uh, they're a little. You know, obviously, they're inconsistent, right? I mean, their last four, they they've been one loss, one loss. Uh, but I like Columbus as a team. I think they. I, I, when it all comes down to it, I think they're going to be right there in the top three in the East. And I think this is a game they should win. I, I think. I think if they, uh, you know, I know in the midfield you got some issues. Will Trap is still kind of recovering from his concussion issues. Mohamed Saeed is red carded, so they're going to have to dig into their bench a bit for that. But I, you know what? I still like their attack. I still think the Kamara, Iguain, Finley, and Merrim – uh, quartet is going to get things done, and I think they're going to win that game.
0: Um, before I get killed by everyone, I read my notes incorrectly. It's The game is in Columbus, and I meant to say Chicago has not won on the road this season. That's what I meant to say, Ivis. Was...
1: <laughs> there you Cause go. Because I
0: know everyone's going to be like, "Oh, my apologies, read the wrong notes. Uh, moving on, LA Galaxy playing host to the Houston Dynamo. This game is also on Friday after the Columbus-Chicago fire match. And, um, I mean, was I panic in LA? Everyone is freaking out. Can can we tell LA to, to take it easy and it is a long season and I'm sure they'll be fine at the end of the season? Or I mean, is it time to panic for the Galaxy?
1: Who's freaking out? Everyone, the fans who? after
0: after last week's result against Orlando when they lost four to zero, Ivis, the it world weird. was falling apart.
1: Where? Though? Where did you see that? Where Every, did you hear that? Everywhere. It seems like really? Galaxy
0: fans were are, are a little concerned with their team's performance the last couple, did couple you weeks. Watch,
1: did you look at your window and you saw burning cars? I would. I don't understand where you're getting this 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 idea. Like, uh, our, look, our fans, our LA fans, going to be happy? No, obviously not. They're not going to be happy. Their team hasn't won a match in five. They've they've, they've gone five without a win. They only have three wins this year, and as a defending MLS Cup champ, it hasn't been great. But, hey, they haven't had Robbie Keane. Uh, they're still, you know, coping with the the retirement of Landon Donovan. They, Steven Gerrard is on his way. Things are going to be all right. I don't think you're seeing anyone in L.A. within the galaxy panicking. I mean, I know Bruce Green is not happy. I think he he expects better from his team. I think he wants better from his team, but I don't think anybody's panicking. They know how the league works. They know that at the end of the day, what matters is being in form uh, later in the year when you get to playoff time. Obviously, you want to get in the playoffs, but I don't think they're worried about that. They, I think they're going to get in the playoffs. It's not that's not really an issue. So um, they need to do better. They need to get better. But I don't think I honestly I can't imagine any longtime Galaxy fan is sweating over this. Because they got to know this is how it is. This is how MLS is. You can. Uh, it's it's unfortunate about the league that you know what you can have these kind of struggles. It's not going to kill your chances because you as long as you get in the playoffs, you're fine. So I don't think anyone in LA is panicking now. Having said that, they're got they're going to have Keen back. They, they, this is a game they should win. They lose this game, it definitely adds to the 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 angst and the and the, and the tension. But you know what, having Keen back is going to mean a world of difference. Oh, of course. Once yeah. Once you get keen back
0: healthy, things will you know, things will get back to the way the Galaxy um, have played over the last couple of years. Montreal FC Dallas is this weekend top team in the West meets the bottom team in the Eastern Conference. And uh, I was, you know, great opportunity for FC Dallas to just add some points to their lead in the Western Conference, feed off of the lesser opponents.
1: I mean, no chance for Montreal, right? Hey, did we not forget they just smacked around Real Salt Lake, beat them 4-1, to one and, oh. and really look – they look good, man. They look good. So I'm not saying they're going to beat FC Dallas, but I think maybe that that's the kind of win uh, that can get them going. And I've been saying it since the CCL final that people were throwing a little too much dirt on them for having played five games in the league before the final – before the CCL final. And obviously those games weren't a big priority for them at that time. Um, before the Champions League, because that's what they were focused on. Now that they that they have you know their f- complete focus on MLS play, and once they settle in, I think they're going to be. I th- I'll tell you what, man, I think Montreal is going to is going to cause some problems for some teams. And and this, I, for me, I think this is going to be a great game to watch to see if last week was legit or if last week was was more of an anomaly. Colorado's at home playing host to the Vancouver Whitecaps. The
0: Whitecaps will be looking to overcome last week's loss to the Seattle Sounders. Whitecaps are also pretty pretty good on the road. Better on the road than they are at home. Colorado Ivis draws in their last four matches. Something has to give here. And do you give the edge to Colorado at home?
1: Uh I mean, it, I don't know. I mean, like obviously Vancouver didn't look great against Seattle, but I think I think they're going to I think they're still a good team. I still have a lot of questions about Colorado. Colorado hasn't won a match in 5, right? So I know the draws look nice, but they're still not winning games. And I think Vancouver is a tough team. I think Vancouver goes to Colorado And wins a game there. I think they're going to win. I think Rivero has a a day. And I think uh, Pedro Morales has a day. And in the
0: final game of the weekend, Orlando City is traveling to take on the San Jose Earthquakes on the road. And Ivis, Earthquakes, quietly having a very good season. They're only four points off FC Dallas for the top spot in the Western Conference. I mean, San Jose, Ivis, they're playing well right now.
1: Tom Kinnear, baby. The Dom Kinnear magic working again. They've got five wins. Uh, who would have had them? Who would have had them on five wins at this point in the season? Uh, they're unbeaten in four. And uh, tell you what, man, this—it's funny. Uh, a month ago, if you would have looked at this game, you wouldn't have thought much about it. But now, with San Jose on their nice run, Orlando City coming off a really impressive win against LA, uh, this is going to be one to watch. This is—I think this is uh this is going to be a real battle, uh, a stylistic clash. Orlando's a more technical team. They like to keep the ball, knock it around, keep possession. San Jose, more of a counterattack team. They're, they're, they're going to try to come at you and be physical. Um, it's going to be a good test, a good, a good test for both these teams. I don't know if I can call it. I think this could, I see this as a draw. I think this is going to be a good battle. I could see like a 2-2 or a 1-1. And I was moving down the
0: pyramid of American soccer and looking at the NASL which just announced its 12th team, Miami FC, which throws a huge monkey wrench into all the plans that Major League Soccer had. However, though, for NASL, great opportunity for them, Ivis to now establish themselves in Miami where MLS isn't.
1: Uh, I mean, this is big news for NASL. Absolutely. I thought the timing was amazing. I thought this was just such a clever... A uh, strategic move by by and by an and I know that you know the, the commissioners already come out and said, "Look, this isn't about MLS. This wasn't a, a move to try to kind of you know beat out MLS. Like they just believe in the market." And you know what? You can believe them to a degree, but at the same time, you can't deny that this is the timing of this and 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 just the everything around it. It, it hurts MLS. It's not good for MLS. And hey, look, all's fair in business, and they beat. They beat them to the punch. They beat MLS to the punch in Miami. Uh, and it came down to the stadium issue. MLS is trying to get a premium location for a stadium. Uh, and they're there uh, you know, I just wrote a piece for for goal.com about about this uh, this whole situation and and actually why competition this is good for MLS and NASL having competition, but why it might not be great for this particular expansion bid for MLS, because you know, if you're stuck on trying to force the the local politicians to give you a prime location and then all of a sudden another team moves into town and says oh we'll play anywhere we'll play we'll play wherever there's already a building uh that's not a good look right there so i think that that's gonna uh make things a little tougher for mls in terms of getting into that market um but you know what that's not an asl's problem an asl is a league that's really trying to establish itself and really trying to not just survive but thrive and i think I think this was a bold step for them. I thought it was a great step for them, not just because, you know, it, it by all accounts the ownership group that they have moving in there is is a strong one, but also because it, it's, it sends a message. It sends a message to MLS that listen, you're not just gonna ha- you're not just gonna walk all over this country thinking you own the game. We're you know what, we're gonna we're gonna step in also. You know, we're gonna make mm-hmm. things tough. We're gonna compete. We're going to go for markets as well that maybe you're interested as well. So I think it's great. Competition is good. I said it in my piece. Competition is good. And in lieu of promotion relegation, which we don't have and which is not going to happen anytime soon, having a strong and vibrant NASL Mm -hmm. is a great thing because it gives players options in terms of somewhere – number of places they can go. It gives fans options. Uh, it gives ownership groups options if well, they it, want if they can't get an NSL and it, and, it, and it keeps MLS on its toes exactly. from from, a, from the team standpoint, from the league standpoint. this is good. this is a good thing. you don't want to just have it all down to one league controlling everything, having nobody test them, no one uh, challenge them and have them just do whatever they want uh, unchecked. And I think it's great to have another league that that can do that. That look, no one's saying they're going to catch MLS. No one say, no one's saying they're going to be on par with MLS in the immediate future. But I think this move shows that NASL. You know what? They're they're not, they're not to be ignored, and, and they're not going anywhere.
0: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. The the one thing for me, I, and I agree with you on, is the fact that this NASL doing well forces Major League Soccer to continue to do. To do well and to continue to improve, you know, Major League Soccer. There's no competition. You become complacent. You're not going to challenge yourself. NESL, You keep challenging. I mean, it's a huge opportunity for them, and I, I think this is going to be awesome. And I just look the, the the owner they're bringing in, um, Ricardo Silva from Italy. He has some deep connections. It looks like he also has some deep pockets too. I mean, this this just just looks like it is just perfect. I mean, it's perfect on paper right now uh, for NESL. I mean, hopefully everything comes to fruition for them but it just it it looks really good right now
1: i thought the interesting part was uh bill peterson uh who had an interview with uh sbi's ryan tolmich uh the commissioner said that you know what if mls wants to come let them come we'd love them to be in 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 miami with us uh the more the merrier was the quote i believe and i just thought that was like so ballsy it was so like a Uh, It it was great. It was great to hear that like fearlessness, like, listen, we're not we're not afraid to compete. We're not afraid to go toe-to-toe with MLS. And, that, and and you know what? That's great to see and great to hear because it, it, it is only going to help the sport in this country if you have big markets with competing teams that aren't necessarily in the same league. But you know what? It's great. It's great. Competition is a good thing.
0: Um, I also appreciate it. If you have not seen it, go check out the uh, photos they released with the stadium name. It's uh, it's very Miami Vice. It looks very well, cool. Come on.
1: Wait. Listen, man. Don't, be, don't make fun of a man Paolo Maldini. He's a legend. <laughs> What is what is
0: what is up with these photos, man? Well,
1: uh, I'm, what I want to know is how many V necks Ricardo Silva owns because the guy's like a billionaire, and apparently he spends all his money on V necks. But anyway, beside the point. Great, great job, great move. <laughs> I can't wait to go to a match down there. I can't wait to go the first like Miami Derby uh, between Miami FC and whatever Beckham calls his team whenever they play in the Open Cup. That's five not, years. It's not now. gonna. It's not gonna happen. You don't think Beckham's gonna happen? No. He... We'll, we'll see. I think it'll happen.
0: Man, dude, this is
1: it'll happen. I think it'll happen. Miami, man. Miami's a different city now. Miami, I think the demographics in Miami uh can allow for for multiple teams. And and I think it can work. But again, um it's all about having good owners, smart mm-hmm, owners exactly. and rich and rich owners obviously.
0: Of course. It's yeah, you get to succeed often on the field. It's yeah, it's 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 difficult to build a club, but you're right, man. It it can be done. Um, well, speaking of NESL clubs, I this U.S. Open Cup is going on right now. Second-round matches are played on Wednesday, which means we're going into the third round to play played next Wednesday. Pairings also came out for the fourth round. You have some juicy matchups. You have possibility that NYC FC may play the Cosmos, Portland, Seattle. I mean, this is shaping up, have to
1: be a pretty good U.S. Open Cup. Well, that's the thing about uh, when you have – USL and and NASL getting stronger then all of a sudden the Open Cup's going to start becoming more and more important, more and more visible, more and more, and more uh, of a of a key to a year uh for more fans and teams. I mean now that you know you have these potential rivalries, you have the Cosmos uh, possibly going up against NYCFC. I mean I think that's going to be a great one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could have Fort Lauderdale Strikers against Orlando City. I mean that that's another potential uh, barn burner uh, in Florida. Uh, and obviously, you, Timbers and Sounders has already been set. Uh, that fourth, mount, fourth round matchup is happening. So now you're going to have your latest installment of that rivalry. And in a cup tournament competition, it's gonna, uh, that is going to be a can't miss. Uh, but it's great. You missed another it's- one. Sacramento Republic may be taking on San Jose. That's a good one. Ooh, that. Oh, man. I Might the book a flight for that one. That, that, yeah. act,
0: that will be a really... I mean, Sacramento should beat their opponent Chula Vista. That should be a very good game.
1: Well, I don't know, man. Chula Vista smacked <laughs> up some team this past week, so I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't put it. Put it past them. Man,
0: they gave. They. They gave it to Arizona United three to zero. Oh, is that who they beat? Oh, sorry. That's I, who I, they beat. Some other USL teams lost too. LA Galaxy. Two lost. New York Red Bulls. Two lost
1: nobody got
0: smacked up though. <laughs> no, they didn't lose 3-0. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll leave it
1: alone. The but the <laughs> the players
0: showed up and they were taking photographs in the stadium as if like they were playing in like some cathedral. Like, <laughs> they were like oh I'm serious, like, man. Like these were like, like the Bernabeu. They were like tw- yes, yes, they were like 20-year-old kids and like they're taking photo. I mean, it's a beautiful stadium where we where where the team plays here in town at Gasol San but it's a, it's a baseball field. And they were taking photos like they made it. And I was like, oh, man, look, and wait, and look wait, at these wait. kids.
1: <laughs> and who are they playing next? <laughs> they're
0: playing Sacramento Republic. I know. Oh, imagine when they go up they there and there's the, going to be like 10,000 fans. Oh, my it, God.
1: Phony Field? Oh, my God. They're going to think they're in the They're Yeah, they're going to be blown away life. by that. Yeah. That's great, man. That's my team. I'm rooting for them. I want Chula Vista to go. No offense, Sacramento. I, I want this Chula Vista team to go as far as possible, man. That'd make for a great story.
0: Yeah. It's, they, but that's why the Open Cup's awesome
1: yeah you know it's true, but although you don't get as many deep deep upsets as no, you know no, maybe no. Next week up hopefully hopefully this year we'll we'll see that change but it's it gets tougher and tougher hey look perfect example uh just reading the results okay so uh the the Red Bulls two team, their USL team got knocked off um by what was it was it the Jersey express
0: yeah Jersey, uh pdl team I believe
1: yeah the and the the guy who scored the winning goal for them his name is Chris Karch. And I wouldn't expect you to know who he is, but he actually is a kid who, when well, he's not a kid anymore, he's old. he's probably in his thirties now. I actually covered him in high school for my for my local paper. Like he was the star player in my area when I first started covering soccer. And here he is now, all these years later, still playing. Uh, he actually was on the Red Bulls for for a hot minute. Uh, so I, I thought that was pretty cool that here he is, all these years later scoring a goal and I saw his name and made me smile because I'm like, man, I like that that's great. Cause here's a kid who, you know, ne- didn't really get to have his career take off at MLS. Uh, but there he gets his in, one more moment of glory. And yeah. then guess what? Now he plays the cosmos and he's gonna see a former uh a former teammate of his in Danny Zatella. Danny Zatella right. from the same from the same high school as Chris Karch, Clifton High School. In New Jersey, so it's all great how it's all tied together. So I'm looking for. I, I might have to make it out to go go see that game.
0: That's what I'm saying, man. Do open cups awesome?
1: I love it. it yeah, it, I, I mean, to be fair, I, I agree with people who say it deserves more attention, more coverage um it'd be great if it, if you could get more matches televised but there's just so much stuff going on it's tough to I know, it's, prioritize it i mean speaking as someone who who runs a, a media outlet it can be tough man it can be tough to, to to keep you know you got so many resources you got so many matches to focus on you got right now you got the u.s women you got the u.s men you got the u23s the u20s it, well, there's the, so well, much going well, on
0: the, the other thing too is after usl getting information on some of these pdl teams then these n p s l teams i mean this some of these teams you don 't even know who these guys are when they're when they coming to play until you see the roster the day of
1: this is true it is so, it so you is know true. what i mean
0: it's it's, it's you know unless you 're a diehard pdl fan and, and you 're covering your team i'm sorry i, I don't I, I don't know who the, what the jersey express are about there's because there 's no coverage of it, but hopefully that will change over time
1: well, I, don't, I, think, I don't know if it'll ever change with, you never know
0: ten twenty years from now you know you never know.
1: Uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, from your lips the God's
0: ears. <laughs> this guy. Um, well, as I was, as we said, the third round of the Open Cup will be played next Wednesday, and then the fourth round. So everyone knows will be played on June sixteenth or June seventeenth. That's when the MLS teams come in um, on the fourth round. Shifting gears and moving over to the Americans abroad. Ivis, It seems like it was never going to come, but it has finally come. Brad Friedel has announced that he is retiring, ending a very long and very successful career, a club and for the U.S. men's national team. And um, it's just, you know, it's 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 going to be sad to see Brad Brad Friedel hanging up the hanging up the cleats.
1: It's an end of it's the end of an era. I mean, there's no other way to say it. I mean, when you want to talk about a guy who who put in so many years at a high level and who who played such a key role for the US national team so long ago and really flew the flag for Americans playing in Europe for so long. Uh you know, I had the chance to work with him last summer uh on a on a you know project with gold.com uh, and just getting a chance to talk to him and getting him to reflect on on everything that he's been through. I mean this guy has been through so much. I mean that's – if you want to talk about a, a book you're going to want to read, whenever Brad Friedel sits down and writes his his autobiography, I mean I I can only imagine the number of stories that he could tell. Uh, and the best part about it is that as sad as it is to see to see it come to an end, it's just opening another chapter because guess what? He's already diving right into his coaching. He plans to go into coaching. He's already at, as we speak right now, he's with the, uh, the U.S. Under-20 World Cup team, uh, working with them. He's down there, and all I right. think they're still in Australia. So it's great to see that transition, and it's going to be great to see the next generation of players learning from a player who did so many things and meant so much to American soccer. How
0: are they going to understand his English accent?
1: <laughs> Come on. His accent, his accent's not that.
0: Okay, here's here's a pop quiz question. Can you name all the teams that he played for? Ooh, do you want? Do you yeah. want an overall number of teams?
1: Uh, uh, give me a number, and okay. I'll see how many I can get.
0: Six. six. That he actually had appearances
1: for. Oh, is it's just six? I yeah. Think, oh man, hold on. I think I can get most of these. Um, Columbus Crew. Okay. Um. Blackburn. Yes. Villa. Yes. Tottenham. Okay. And uh, you're missing two more. That's I thought that's five. Oh, that's just four? Four. Yeah. Do you want to hit? On. Wait, wait, wait. No, no. I don't mean a hints. Crew Villa, Tottenham, Blackbird. I don't know if he ever actually made an appearance with Liverpool, so I don't think that's, that's going to count. Or did, did he make an appearance with Liverpool? He did,
0: make, uh, he did appear in, in some games with Liverpool. Okay, so then that's it's, okay. it's five. So that's yeah, five. one more.
1: Uh, and then the Turkish team. Galatasaray. Galata, ah, you, let, let me get it. Let's oh, sorry, something. I jumped in front of you. My bad. All right. But uh, yeah, no, it's a great career uh, in England. It's crazy because I mean, I remember just <laughs> show you how old I am. I he still had hair when I was start when I first <laughs> started covering him. Uh, I still had hair. Um, but he, you still yeah, have it, hair? What are you talking I, about? Yeah, I I do. It's it's going away a little bit, and 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 I and I get even more self so conscious about it when I see my eleven year old son he's got this big mop of hair i just i just hate him i just want to i just want to shave it off and glue it onto my head it's (laughs) unbelievable but uh but no no but frito Frito, uh, a class act and i'll never forget my first world cup in south korea uh covering those matches and some of the games that he had some of the saves saving the penalty against south korea uh his game against mexico i mean i mean as a young sports writer covering his first world cup i mean i will never forget those moments and uh I'm sure I'm not alone in 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 ha in being an American who has great memories of Brad Friedel and goal. Well, he capped 82 times for the U.S. men's national team, and
0: you know, ending you know another historic goalkeeper for the team retiring. It, you know it's sad to see these guys retire, man. It,
1: it, it well it, it, me it, it, as I've said before about other guys like Marcus Anuman. anytime a player who's older than me retires. It it makes me cry a little because that's one less player. I, there aren't many left. I don't know if there are any left. I think I think I'm finally at a point now where I don't think there are any players that are young that are older than me. I think I think this is it. I'm officially an old man now because there are nobody nobody. There must be somebody. But there oh, aren't wait, how, how old are you? Fifty two, right? I'm not... <laughs> oh, funny. <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you're the one that's about to age ten years in January. So, the... but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway but uh but yeah no so yeah uh, i'm gonna have to just start faking my age and saying i'm 35
0: <laughs> no, no one's so, gonna believe that
1: i'm gonna be 35 for the next 10 years <laughs> good for you
0: <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> all right i well before we uh we end up uh t- before we end up before we close out today's show i have a question for you and we'll keep it with the americans abroad theme yes who is so oh, and also we'll keep it towards the end of the european season so the question is ivis who is the best American abroad this season?
1: That's a good question. I love how you asked me my question that I asked for us to answer. Um, oh, but do you want yeah. me to answer it for you? Well I want us to but we both <laughs> can get an answer. Well, I mean, you know what? Why don't you tell me who you think it is and then I'll and then I'll I'll give you my answer.
0: I am gonna go with uh Fabian Johnson for his performances for uh, Mucin who now finished third in the Bundesliga, qualified for the Champions League. Johnson was also clutch for them down the stretch, had a couple key assists for them. I, th- I, thought, he, I thought he finished up his season quite nice.
1: Great great pick. Absolutely. Uh, I, for me, I think it's a two-horse race. I think Fabian Johnson's a worthy can- candidate, and I, and I would go with—I'd tell you who I'd go with. I'd go with Alejandro Bedoya. I think Bedoya had an outstanding season from beginning to end— uh, with not in the French league, I mean, I thought he's had some excellent games, especially later in the season. Uh, most recently, he had a, his his performance against Paris Saint Germain, uh, powerhouse club. He 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 was the man of the match for his team in that game. He for me, he showed he can play at a high level, and even and I think he can succeed at an even higher level than the French league. I mean, I think he's a guy who can go to a top four league in. Europe and and hold his own and you know what three maybe two years ago people wouldn't have said that Two years ago. I don't know if people would have been convinced that Alejandro Badoya Could thrive at that high level and I think this year he really showed That he can and I mean obviously at the World Cup. I thought he did okay I thought he did well at the World Cup He, he he's his career has really really hit its stride and and for me I hope he makes a move this summer I hope you know he's put his two years in in France and it'd be great to see him whether go to the premier league or go to spain uh just keep you know push it to that net one more level and show what he can do and and for me i think those two guys or johnson and, and badoya were the standouts best seasons for americans abroad and it's great because guess what those are probably going to be your two wingers on the us team this summer
0: well if you uh if you think Ivis and i are both idiots with our picks you can go to com and vote for who you think is the best american abroad tons of choices there and uh and you can you could voice your opinion and let Ivis and I know that we're there's a
1: lot of candidates I mean if you want to talk about after after aside from those two there's so many options um but uh there were there were some guys who didn't have didn't have the greatest season I mean Tim Howard yeah you could say he had a he had a bit set back this year I thought Guzan was playing well up until the last month or so uh, first half of the season, thought it was excellent. Uh, John Brooks, I thought did well. Tim He's, Ream, yeah, you say won. Tim Tim Ream, you could say Tim it. Ream. Yeah, he won Bolton. He was Player of the Year for Bolton again. Uh, uh, Alfredo Morales, uh, had rave reviews for Ingolstadt. Helped get them back up to get them to the Bundesliga. Danny Williams at Reading was excellent. Ventura Alvarado, how about Ventura Alvarado? Let's think about this for a second. The kid won a, a Mexican a Liga MX title and a CONCACAF Champions League title. That's not too bad of a year, so. Uh, you know, he's, I don't think he'll get many votes, but that, he, that's dude, he's, so shabby.
0: He's, he's been playing well for actually the last two years when club America loaned him out. Um, I can't remember who he's playing for, but I know they almost, um, uh, in the Mexican, in the Mexican league playoffs in the second division, they almost qualified for the top spot. Uh, to, they only, they almost qualified for automatic promotion too. I mean, so he's he, the last two years, man, he's been playing at a very high level.
1: Right. <laughs> I mean, he didn't he I believe he, he actually was benched in the playoffs uh, more most recently, uh, obviously. No, it, it wasn't necessarily all about him. I mean, they're a stacked team. So of course. It's, yeah. it's tough. It's tough to keep your place uh, as a player as young as he is. But I mean, he's an exciting prospect. Um, I think it was in that he that he Yes, was yes. That's with. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I remember talking to him about that, about that move and how much it helped him. But he he's a guy that stood out. Uh, I tell you what, a player that not enough Americans even paid attention to, and maybe stopped paying attention to Edgar Castillo had himself a pretty decent season with Atlas. And uh, I'll never forget uh, when I was down in, in San Antonio and Jurgen Klinsmann talking about the pool, the player pool. He actually mentioned Edgar Castillo uh, as if he's very much still on the U.S. radar. So there's a name, there's a guy. Maybe he can reappear. See, maybe he'll as he, le- he learn
0: how to play defense. Probably not.
1: He's <laughs> not a defender. He'll be the first one to tell you that he's not a defender. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's um, right.
0: Oops, forgot about
1: that one. Yeah, but uh, you know what? It, 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 maybe he's learned. Maybe he's gotten better. And uh, although the left-back position is pretty tough, you got Garza there. You got Breck So you know what? Castillo's another guy. Orozco had another good season for Puebla. Um, uh, You know what? Final thing i say is this. Think about this. For all the uh, – uh, Obviously, you've seen a lot of stars leave Europe and come back to MLS. Clint Dempsey, Michael Bradley, Josie Mix Mixed Um, But there's still a pretty good contingent over there. There's still a pretty good contingent of, of Americans. Rubio Rubin went over there, played well in his first year over there as a teenager, became a regular starter there, had himself a pretty damn good first year. Um, and then you have younger guys, Emerson Heinman working his way up there um so it's still i think the future's still a little i think it's still bright i think there's still some talent making its way over there um plus we got we got the u20
0: world cup coming up so now we can uh talk about which guy you're gonna call up for the gold cup
1: (laughs) wait we got the u23s for that there's plenty to watch if you're an american soccer fan for this next this next two two months it's going to be amazing We, we haven't even talked
0: about the u.s women's national team yet
1: well, that's, well, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll definitely talk about that. That World Cup is around the corner. Uh, the U23s are playing in the Toulon tournament. That's going to be on TV. You're going to be able to watch that. BN Sports is going to be airing those games. So you got that. You got the Under 20 World Cup that we're going to be staying up till 3 in the morning to watch. And then you have the U.S. Friendlies. It, it, it's going to be, number one, it's going to be t- n- so many games. Number two, it means we can't miss any more shows. So hopefully we get back on our routine. Get our at least two shows a week, maybe even three shows a week. And you know what that means? It means stop going into the penalty area, trying to win balls against six, five goalkeepers, and we'll be straight. <laughs> All right? Stop trying to be a hero. I
0: Easy, dude. <laughs> easy. That just shows hey, dedication listen. on my part.
1: Just think. You don't want to get any teeth knocked out before the wedding. I just know, remember.
0: man. That's I was actually worried about that.
1: <laughs> exactly. Your wife, your fiance will kick your butt. I'm sure she will. So there you go.
0: Eh, I don't know if she can or not.
1: I'm pretty sure she can. I, mm,
0: <laughs>
1: she will cut you. Let's be straight. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, she has thrown stuff at me before too, so that that's where she would have the edge. So it's catch like me you're off already, guard. You're already married. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It sounds that's like true. it. You're already married. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ibis. With that, man, I'm uh I'm, time to wrap up the show. Anything else we need uh we need to talk about before I let you go for the weekend?
1: No, nah, I think that's it, man. Uh, you know, it's a Memorial Day weekend. Hopefully, we you know, hopefully you don't get too hung over from this wedding. And uh and we can get back on Monday and, and have a good show but uh yes. no, it's good to get back on the horse and I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about when we get back on Monday. Definitely
0: agree. I'll, I'll recap the uh the whole wedding uh for the next show. So you you can look forward to that Ivis.
1: <laughs> I'm looking forward to the SBI show live from your wedding. I think that's what we need to have.
0: From my wedding? From your wedding. We could
1: do that. I'll bring my mic. We'll get it done. <laughs> that will show true dedication. That would I'm fine with that. All right, your wife will hate you, but it's
0: okay. Yeah, she'll be busy. Like, what, do, what, do, what, do, what do women do? What, what is she gonna be? She'll be, she's gonna be busy she, doing whatever she's doing.
1: She's taking, she'll be taking pictures with all the guests.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I don't need to be in any pictures.
1: <laughs> Not at all. <laughs>
0: no, I, I, I hate, I hate when my photograph is taken. It's a weird well, thing. I don't know why.
1: You didn't have to suck it up on your wedding day, buddy, because that's I all. Know. Half of the job is is taking pictures.
0: I already sat down with the photographer, and I was like, "Look, we're not taking any stupid photographs. I don't want any like me jumping in the air with like people standing there. We're gonna take like normal photos. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like some like you I saw some an
1: old man. I know. I, know. I don't
0: that. want any of those like, like let's Photoshop a dinosaur in the background. I, hope, I don't want I hope, any of that crap.
1: So I hope everyone appreciates." The transformation of Garrett is gone. Uh, what happened, From man? cool young guy to grumpy, crotchety old man. I, know, I man. love it. I mean, when the show started,
0: I, I was living it up in Phoenix, crushing it, crushing it on Tinder, and, and look at me now. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wait a, hey, wait, you put that out there. <laughs> I love that. All but right. Yeah. <laughs> Time's changed. Time's changed.
0: All right. Every, well, look, let's wrap up the show. People need to get to work on Friday. Ivis. I'm sure they're slacking off. listening to the show. So we need to make sure our, our listeners are productive workers.
1: So uh, well, this is We're just prolonging the show <laughs> so we can get them home uh, as they leave work early for more Memorial day weekend.
0: Yes. All right. Well, everyone have a good weekend. Ivis. I will talk to you next week and uh, enjoy your weekend, man. Thanks, man, YouTube. And as always, uh, uh, everyone, thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for the reviews. Thank you for the comments. That is Iva Skolarsip. I am Garrett Cleverly. This is The SBI Show.